Vision, we are an unusual couple. We don't have a song or even wedding rings. Well, we could rather do that. I do. Do you? I do. This place. I don't understand what's happening. Look, it's the star of the show. Welcome back to Jeff Needs Help, everybody. This is Setting the Screen, a Jeff Needs Help production. And uh, tonight is uh, our another WandaVision recap. It's WandaVision Episode 3. And with me, I have my co-host, my my researcher, my co-creator, uh, my just uh, all-around main man, uh, Stephen Gillespie. How are you tonight, Stephen? Man, I'm doing awesome. I'm stoked to be on here. Since the show started at you know, our show, obviously, but also WandaVision. This has been a real treat and a real pleasure to be a part of this journey with you, man. I'm I'm excited to get into it today. Yeah, absolutely, man. And um, this was another, you know, another week. Uh, so if anybody doesn't know, what we do is we don't just uh, recap, you know, WandaVision scene by scene. We kind of try to uh, dig into the mystery of WandaVision. We do some research. I should say Steven does a ton of research. We go back, we look at some of the comics. Um, we don't just tell you what happened and our thoughts on it. We also try to figure out, you know, who's who, what's going on, what what character represents who. So if you haven't listened to this, this is an absolutely spoiler-filled uh, podcast. Uh, we, we are not offended if you go back and watch the show and then come back and listen to us. We appreciate it. And if you do, of course, you know, like, share, review. We appreciate it. But um, once again, this is definitely spoiler filled, and we we uh, we pride ourselves on trying to unravel the mystery of uh, Wandavision. So, you know, let, let's get started. Um, so, Stephen, we're going to go down through it here. Our opening thoughts, first of all, just we won't we don't have to rate it or anything, but just how did you, on your first watch? I know you watched it two or three times, but on mm-hmm. your first watch, just how how did you feel when it was over? To be honest with you, man, like as the show was progressing, I was like, this is really not a good episode compared to what we were saying about the first two. If you remember the first one, we were just I was just so happy to have Marvel content back that I was like six infinity stuff. This <laughs> yeah. is awesome. And then episode two happened. I was like, whoa, this is even better than the first. So like I went back and changed the first one to four infinity stones. And then you schooled me up to be like, well, Steven, if you use <laughs> six now, you can't really improve if another episode comes. Out. I was like, yeah, you talked me into it. So I rated that one five. As this one was progressing, I'm like, man, this has got to be like maybe a two, maybe a three. And then it picked up at the end and they can't really stall anymore. Like, that's what makes me so excited about this episode. Like, from here on out, we're going to start figuring things out. Like, they cannot stall any longer in the show. And that's what makes me so excited for this episode in particular is that all the the drama, the the soap opera kind of feeling in this that's done like this is the last episode where we're gonna have that it it feels like it yeah i i I think we're all in the kind of same ballpark here like it's it's kind of cool because you know you know you and i did a ton of research last week we read comics if anybody doesn't know we did a bonus episode about comics that uh, affiliate with uh you know the events that are happening and we're going to do that again this week there'll be some more bonus con content some more uh, recommended reads i apologize i've got that up there now for (laughs) The live, the live viewers. Um, Steven's nice enough not to point it out. I had um, no idea. <laughs> so, so, 
the green and so red anyway, look yeah. just so good. So uh, it's it's just great. Yeah. So um, yeah. So I, I I was the same thing. You know, me and my wife watch it. We couldn't wait to watch it on Friday. You know, I enjoyed it, and I was also apprehensive, but I also knew that like things happen so quick. And so once again, if you don't know, me and Stephen are both avid sports podcasters. So it was like watching you know a basketball or football game. Things are happening so quick that you don't have time to break down every second of it. So I know that things are things are going on that mm-hmm. I'm not catching that I'm going to catch. So then, you know, probably 12 hours later, I rewatch it and I'm like, wow, they really packed a lot into an yes. episode. Uh, Easter egg after Easter egg. But again, you know, my wife as a as a casual or as a comic book, you know, film watcher, she still enjoyed the episode, which I think is really cool that you don't have to you know, dig into it. You don't have to dig into the history of the Marvel universe to enjoy the show, but if you do, you're rewarded for it. So that, that was my gut. My, you know, my instinct was that I was nervous. And then after the, after the rewatch and the research, I felt way better about it. We'll, uh, we'll rate, uh, we'll give it our infinity stones, uh, you know, at the end of the, the show here and let everybody know how we really thought about it. So mm-hmm. let's get to it. A lot to unpack here. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go down through it. So, uh, you know, what we kind of do here is we kind of go, scene by scene but then we also as we go steven will tell you you know the the tidbits the easter eggs as he calls them that he saw and try to explain what they meant as we go through the show and what's funny is if you haven't listened to this before there's a ton that they pack in here that it's it's just amazing so uh so i see uh you know we start with um this one started with it's it started the with the intro with, video, right? Yeah, yeah, the intro video, the kind of Brady Bunch esque Mary Tyler Moore. Vi- yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I felt very, and I, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up already. I kind of like how they're using Wanda herself just as the as the character as to kind of represent the uh, evolution of women through the years of TV and stuff. They don't have to do that, but I think it's really cool. Like she she looks very like modern, you know, cutting edge seventies in this, you know, they don't, she's not, she's not Mrs. Brady. She's Mary mm-hmm. Tyler Moore. I think that's a good point. And I like that they're doing that. You know, she, she portrays a, uh, you know, a strong independent woman, which obviously that's part of the show. This is all, the show is all about Wanda. Uh, she's dragging vision along for the ride. We'll get <laughs> yeah. into that. I think, I think that might be the actually what's happened, but I just want to point that out. I think it's cool how they're representing, that's a good um, point. I haven't really given like a lot of thought into the whole like a progressive, you know, um, yeah, cultural worldview of women in America. Like as the show's well, progressed, we've kind of seen that along. But as you mentioned that, like I'm playing back everything that I remember and, you know, remember the 50s up until now, like we've seen a lot of growth in the way that women are portrayed yes. in, in media. Yeah, I think I think it's a cool representation. Yo, you as someone with daughters, I'm like, you know, I'm sure you respect, you mm-hmm. know, you can respect that. But I I, I think it's kind of neat. Like, you know, we won't go back to episode two too much, but like she wore the pantsuit in the '60s. That was a bit of a big deal. She's just a little edgy, mm-hmm. um, which I, which I think is super cool. I think it's a super cool choice by the showrunner. So, um, so then uh, yeah, we we're we're in the '70s. Uh, we're in color now, which was the name of the episode. Now in color, uh, very uh, the the house that they live in looks very. Very, very Brady Bunch. Yeah. You know, a uh, great opening sequence and song. And then, and then, um, so you've got here, uh, so let, let's talk about the, um, the opening song. You, you broke this thing down like, uh, <laughs> like it's nominated for a Grammy. So just give it to me. So I'll, I'll, 
I'll I'll throw the softballs up and you knock them out of the park. We got uh, you've got you noticed that it said we've got something cooking. Uh, mm-hmm. What's that about? I mean, the the whole opening song to me is just like they're talking about how Wanda and Vision are about to have kids. Like the whole intro to the song, you know, they say we've got something cooking. They say who knew we could. And that's like a nod to the fact that, you know, she's a witch. He's a synthesoid. Like who knew that those two could come together and have kids. And we've talked about in the comics that it literally took magic for that to happen in a couple series. They say stuff like one plus one is more than two. Meaning like, okay, well, if we come together, usually that means one baby, right? And we'll have three. So more than two alludes to the fact that what we've been kind of speculating as the show has progressed, that twins are going to be involved in some form or fashion. And obviously with us laying out the the possibilities who those twins are, we'll talk about that as, as we progress in this show. You know, we were right on one of those aspects, right? And then, um, you know, some sudden surprises comes up. Now, this one wasn't <laughs> specifically alluding to childbirth, but when, you know, the, the fellas are rolling out of the library, which we knew that they were in an episode two when Vision got to know some of the neighbors, they come out and one of the lines was some sudden surprises. And when they say that part of the song, it focuses on Herb. And as we watch the rest of the show, we know that he's a pretty... um. We're going to pretty get interesting her, cat. Yeah, he's a pretty interesting cat in this episode. I missed that. So that's, that's that was a good pickup. I missed that. So um, yeah. So so then so we get through the opening sequence. Mm-hmm. We're we're in the house. Uh, Wanda at this point is is um, four months pregnant. I think is what they yeah, say. Yeah, that's what they say. Yep. But they have they actually now this was a cool <laughs> scene here. I like this scene because so uh, Vision and Wanda is it? Does the doctor come in this early? Yeah, they start out with uh, right Wanda the and Vision. Right? On, they're on the couch. The doctor's there. He's got his little yeah. stethoscope on, and he's, hmm, <laughs> yeah. hmm. Wanda and Vision are kind of curiously looking at each other like, what is this guy doing? He's like, yep, you're pregnant. And they're like, the, you think? <laughs> the line of the show is, uh, I, I, I want to, su- you know, I'll summarize. And Vision is basically like, well, uh, you know, what would you say, like, how far how far should she look at 12 hours pregnant? So <laughs> yeah. we know that from episode two, <laughs> that Vision's telling us we're only 12 hours past episode two, and the doctor tells her she's four months pregnant. So basically, we know as a viewer, the babies are coming very, very soon. Mm-hmm. Vision even says he does a lot of the calculus. So, okay, so here's something that we picked up on, like, as part of the comp. And see... Another thing they do, this is what happens. Everybody's listening. This is what happens here. We go down the rabbit hole. (laughs) Do you notice how the, I don't know if you picked up on it, how much laugh track there actually is. Like it's almost constant laugh track in the background. And that's not exactly how shows were made then. I think that is purposely to constantly like distract you. Yes. hundred percent. To just like, it's like, it's like just having a noise in the background. It's constantly to distract you. It's so much laugh track that what they're saying is if you turned it down, you're like, oh, they're really having, so you got to kind of, you know, you got to kind of work through it, mask what they're saying. So they're having 100%. this conversation and they're having that conversation about, you know, envisions like, you know, they're having real conversation. They're confused, you know, and then, so like envision does the calculations to figure out when she's going to have the baby. Correct. Yeah. Well, Vision's a, Vision's a living computer. <laughs> yeah. He, it's been four months, you know, in 12 hours, it's been four months and he can't, It he's he's trying to compute and he's having trouble figuring out when the baby's going to come. You and I know it's it's going to be like another 13 hours. I mean, it's yeah. like, it, it's, that's pretty easy math and he's really struggling with it and it, 
it, you know, it was a joke. It was a, you know, a, a funny joke line in the show, but I think that means something. There's something not right with this version of vision, whatever, whatever, whatever this is, whatever, whatever he is representing is not, you know, whatever. I, I think that meant something. I don't think it was just a throwaway joke. No, a hundred percent. And it's one of those things that where you consider what vision has done. And we've talked about this too, as he's basically growing. And this is one of the things that I caught up on this episode is that we're seeing vision become more human in this episode. I really picked up yep. on, you know, he's oh, big time. He's making jokes. He's able to kind of deduce human emotion and, you know, inferences and things like that. He's really picking up on becoming more human and less of a, of a synthesoid. And that's something that they talk about in comics all the time. But, exactly. It's like yeah. the, the beginning of vision. Yeah, exactly. But going back to the scene that we were just talking about where they're, you know, Dr. Nielsen, who is this guy? You know, I, I tried to do some research and figure out like, who is this man? Because in, in the comics, there's a couple people who were pretty involved in the birthing process of one envision. And depending upon which series you pick up, if it's in the 60s, if it's in the 80s, if it's right. more modern times, there's different people. Dr. Nielsen is not a guy that's involved in any of them. So he's no. just a, he's just a guy in this episode. And it's really hard to just really believe that it's just going to be just a guy. And, and you know, there are versions of the, the Wanda and Vision story that Dr. Um, sorry about that, that um, the Dr. Strange mm -hmm. actually actually delivered Wanda's babies at one point there. That's a storyline. So it's hard to overlook that when and well also we got to keep in mind we know that dr strange is con continuing on in the mcu mm -hmm. so i think that that's a distinct possibility that he's involved in this show and is going to show up uh which would make total sense i got a theory so, about you know, him that i'll talk about in a later oh, scene oh, yeah, oh, so. awesome i can't wait so then um so yeah so we meet dr nielsen you know he that then they go through the you know the stick and everything. We he's find gonna out go that on vacation here soon. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, you brought it up. He, he kept. He said he was going to Bermuda. It was a big deal. He was getting away. Now we don't really like th th that meant something, but I don't quite know what it is. Is he trying? Is he trying to escape w what Wanda's created? This this um this alternate world. Mm. I, I don't. We assume that, but it just it meant something. Uh, yeah. You know, obviously. And if you if you've watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know that uh, Agent Coulson that he references Tahiti and that ended up being an acronym that right now I can't remember off the top oh. of my head. But um, Tahiti was basically a project to kind of alter his memory. So I don't know if Bermuda is along those same sides. I actually looked up because off the top of my head, I don't know geographically speaking where Bermuda is in reference to Tahiti, but they're in different they're on different sides of the, you know, the Americas, you know, mm -hmm. one's in the Atlantic, one's in the Pacific. So they're not close to each other because if they were, I was going to be like, aha, but you know, unfortunately they're, they're not close yeah. to each other. Yeah. Well, you know, they're not going to spoon feed us a show and that's what we like about it. Mm -hmm. So then let's jump to this. This is my most important part of the show. Just me particularly. Uh, so they go outside. Mm -hmm. Herb is on the other side of a concrete block wall. And in, in the neighbors, you know, he's the neighbor and um, he's he's trimming the hedges, but he's actually if you if you see it, he's cutting through a concrete block wall and and it's throwing very bright sparks like the sparks don't look quite like like the sparks look like modern day, you know, sci fi, 
you know, special effects, not mm-hmm. 1970s. So that to me, that was, and everybody else watching that meant something. So my first thing is I'm trying to figure out who Herb is. I'm trying to figure out what he's, what, what's he cutting with? Like, I'm trying to imagine like all I can, then I'm trying to think of what characters could be cutting. And then I'm like, is he trying to cut in or out? Uh, you know, we talked about episodes one or one or two. Is it, you know, one of our possibilities was that Wanda is they're they're being, they're being held captive and this mm-hmm. is all going on in her head. And I even, I even brought up that it's possibly, you know, her and some form of vision, in a cell. And then I'm like, okay, so is her trying to break into whatever Wanda's created? And, and, and that's what that represents. I, I have no idea what's your, and, and I don't know who Herb is. I threw out a couple you know, possibilities at you, but yeah. um, I, I really don't know. So what do you think? Let's talk about Herb for a minute. Yeah. I don't think, I don't necessarily think that Herb is a comic book character. So at, at some level, right? Like some of these are just going to be kind of like figments or creations or maybe just kind of, you know, low end agents, things like that, you know, in, in some form of agency, whether it's aim, whether it's sword, whether it's shield, whether it's, you know, whatever, if it's Hydra, like as some, some of these people are probably just going to be agents. They just so happen to be kind of working close to them. Kind of like if you remember, like when Captain America woke up out of his coma and the woman that attended him, she was just a woman, right? You know, she, she didn't end up being anything big. So that's kind of what I look at this. But one thing that I've noticed as the show's progressive that there have been glitches, you know, and as Wanda is becoming pregnant, you see throughout the duration of the show, as she becomes more and more pregnant, her hexes or her magical powers become more erratic. And as she's pregnant, I'm thinking that, okay, maybe her losing control of her, (laughs) of her ability to control her magic is affecting her outside, you know? So maybe that glitch is due to Wanda being pregnant and losing kind of a grip on her ability to control her magic. And I think that steers this show. Like I think every episode, the the I, I'm I'm beginning to think that everybody in the show is aware of what's going on. Like I mm-hmm. don't think it's just some anymore because they're all so nervous about you know anybody that's read a, you know any of the Wanda comics. Like when she loses control, like it's big time. It's a big deal. Like she erases. It's almost like erases, the Phoenix in a way, right? Yeah, it's very similar. Like she erases an entire like you know periods of time and and people and so I, it, it feels like everybody's walking on egg shows eggshells around wanda uh which which leads to the theory that this is a grieving process or a traumatic process that she's going through rather than you know mind where she's you know being held captive which i still don't know but uh they were definitely nervous like i even the look on herb's face was kind of like uh nothing man almost like but then then you you alluded to it also visions growing too. So he's start starting to become suspicious of this stuff. So he's becoming aware, you know, as, as before, I don't think he was in on it. And now he's, he's also becoming aware of like something's not right. And uh, I don't, you know, like I say, once again, I don't know what form of vision we're getting. Nobody does, but um, it's, it's evolving into more than just a, a, a game for, for lack of a better term. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely up to snuff that what Herb is doing obviously is not OK. Yeah. But he almost wants to he's almost in denial in a sense because he's, you know, hey, taking a little too much of the of the hedge off there, Herb. He goes, oh, it appears that I have. And he's just kind of still just sitting there staring at him as he's continuing to cut through the block. And yeah, and keep in mind, this like, is OK. This, 
this is 12 hours from the last time. So this is mm-hmm. happening really quickly. Uh, you know, this and it's a days. different generation too, you know? Yes. Yeah. It's uh and really cool. That still looks good. Um, you know, everybody is, uh, still really you know doing their part, but man, uh, th- th- that's what I said. This was a, this was a mystery that we're trying to un- unravel here. So, mm-hmm. so then you brought it up like several times during this episode, the theme was Wanda couldn't control her, or I shouldn't say couldn't control, but like had spontaneous powers, you know, usage. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing with Wanda. So like in the comics, it's a big deal. And this is why, um, I brought up Dr. Strange cause he always brought this up. He, Wanda's a mutant. So yep. she wasn't, she wasn't trained in, in her witchcraft. She was born with it. And so Dr. Strange has always been like, that's, you know, I, I won't say doesn't respect it, but that's why the, the usage of it isn't, she doesn't understand the, um, the yin and yang of the magic that she uses like he would. And that's why he attributes a lot of the problems that have happened in the past to she uses it and doesn't think about the consequences. And I think this show was a lot about that. Just a lot of things, you know, the, uh, the, the, um, you know, the pipes burst, the power outages. Yeah. Um, there's several things. And, and I think that's what they're alluding to is, you know, cause from what we met her in the MCU, she's still fairly, fairly young character. So she hasn't developed, you know, the full control of her powers. And, and, uh, it, it feels like, uh, between the, apprehension of the neighbors and the sporadic use of them. I think that's what we're getting at here is like, they're trying, maybe they're trying to keep Wanda from erasing the earth uh, or something like that. I I don't know. Yeah. We find out later that there's a lot going on in here, but you know, moving on to the next segment that we wanted to Mm -hmm. discuss is, you know, they come in, you know, vision comes in after being a little bit kind of spooked out, but you know, he's happy. He's expecting dad to be a little nervous. You know, maybe he thinks that he's almost kind of seeing something that maybe not even be there because he, he showed that he was very nervous talking to the doctor and Wanda and he comes inside and they start talking about having kids. And Jeff, I'm excited because this was (laughs) one of the possibilities that we had been talking on, on a couple episodes is that the fact that we know that they're going to have twins. We just don't know which set. So when, vision comes in they start talking about having a baby boy and you know wanda's going around the house and she's using her magic or you know still twinkling the fingers and things around her happening and they're talking about having a boy and they can't make up their mind on if it's going to be billy or if it's tommy billy or tommy now what's interesting about these names in particular people may just think like oh okay they're just talking about boy names like Maybe you did when you were having kids, Jeff, or like I did with my wife when we we're having mm-hmm. our kids. And they're not just talking about just random names. I just want to go over why Billy and Tommy are important, right? So they're used in the 1985's Vision and the Scarlet Witch. Billy, obviously, Bill comes from William. It's a more formal name of Billy, right? But William is important because Simon Williams was the name of the Wonder Man whose brainwaves were used to create Vision. So that's why Billy is significant for anyone who knows anything about the comics, right? Tommy also is the same way. Tommy comes from Thomas, which is a nod to the original Human Torch, of whose body was used to create Vision. So Tommy is the body. Billy is the brain of Vision. So that's why those names are kind of important. But they they kind of sweep that away in the show, though. They don't really give a reason as to why those names are significant. Well, yeah, and we find out later that bringing up the past was a big deal. Um, but yeah, so you know we've got the the William and Thomas that the you know the traditional twins that, and then and, and that's the thing about this is Wanda, 
that's what this whole show is about is the creation of the twins and a, a lot of her, well, we won't get, to, I'll get, we'll get into it in predictions <laughs> afterwards, but the, the, the twins are a big deal in, yeah. the, in the history of comics. Like, you know, they, you know, they become, um, you know, I think I can't remember X-Men or I think they become X-Men at, at one they point. They do. They have similar traits and power abilities Speed, of what yeah. Petro and Wanda had, you know, they're, they're yeah, basically so, you know, the same. And fine. Pietro gets brought up this episode. So yeah, so that was cool. So like, as soon as you hear him say Billy, you're like, okay, we know what twins we're getting. I, I, I'm with you. Yeah, it was pretty exciting. And then what so, happens uh, next is they start, okay, contractions are kicking in now and we see Vision bringing up Braxton Hicks and stuff like that. And, you know, and, yep. Young yes, Avengers. The, young, the young Avengers. Thank there you. There you go. And um, anyway, so we start seeing Wanda's, you know, having Braxton Hicks and Vision's, again, being more human. He's like, okay, let's try breathing exercises. Well, he doesn't like really, <laughs> he doesn't really breathe. You know, he's a synthesoid. So he's practicing breathing exercises with Wanda, which again, very interesting. So what happens is these contractions, you know, you, you have children, I have children. We, we know what contractions look like, obviously not feel like, but we know what they look like. They don't seem pleasant. And it's enough to where when she's contracting, things are going on the fritz. She ends up causing a power outage throughout the neighborhood yes. and also pipes burst because her water breaks in this episode too. So not only does it affect her home, but it's so strong that it's infecting everyone around them. And then we see a funny scene that I wanted to touch on real quick between, um, you know, Dottie, who again might be Deidre, who ends up being a, a, a superhero because we see yeah, Wentworth she brought up again. Yeah, you know? Dottie had like 30 seconds in this episode. Yep. A little and disappointed, but I, I know she's coming back, but I was a little disappointed. Yeah, so again, she might be superior who, you know, Deidre Wentworth. So again, I just want to keep bringing that up because that might be something that comes up later. And she's married to the mustache gentleman who finally I get to hear his name to where it sticks out to me. It's Phil. So Dottie and Phil are in a home together. We can assume that they're married. Phil's reading a, a paper that mentions Hydra. And, yes. you know, a, a cute little moment where she's like, honey, do these earrings make me look fat? And then the power kicks off. He's like, oh, that was close. You know, just a yeah. quirky little 70s comedy humor sprinkled in there. Yeah. Right. So that was a uh, that was pretty interesting. Right. So um, and then as that's going on, we start seeing vision now really showing that he is kind of piecing the puzzle together. He He's learning. Yes, he's learning. He brings up, you know, the dinner party, the choking, the everything else that's going on. And then as he's going through this beautiful soliloquy and it's like almost, you know, e eerie again, I'm going to bring that up. You know, the way that he's piecing this together, you can see kind of almost dread on Wanda's face as he's. Yes. And then the, the last thing he says, I don't want to give the whole speech, but the last thing that he says, he he says, I think something's wrong here, Wanda. And then you just see her That's demeanor. The glitch. Is, yep. She sees her as soon as she has the surprise look, timer glitches and rewinds backwards to right before he says that to all of a sudden he's being more assuring than and, suspicious, and, right? And here's what I do. And here's this is where things, I, this was the point in the series so far that really threw me off is to where sadly I don't think vision exists because. I don't, I, I would hope that Wanda wouldn't do that to vision. So she, I think she did that to her version of a version of him. Um, I don't know. I mean, cause essentially that's kind of a, uh, you know, that's, that's a it's negative betrayal thing to, do to somebody. Yeah. It's almost yeah, like yeah, betraying yeah, thank somebody. You. So yeah. then I'm like, well, wait a minute. It's like, would she really do that to, to the actual vision? Like something just, um, 
She did the same thing to a, a mysterious enemy person who was coming up out of the out of the you yeah. know the manhole in the second episode, right? Yes, yeah. and I've and, got and, a theory on that that too. Um, basically, I think it all hinges into like if uh, and our our friend Rob mentioned that yeah, a lot of people thought that their um, their Wi Fi messed up or their their streaming service you know glitched when that happened. I've heard that all day long. Yeah. It's pretty cool, but um. They did yeah, a really so good like, job with that sequence. By oh yeah, the way. but that really threw me off because now, like, now you know, Vision's not in on it. Uh, Vision is not in on the plan. Uh, he's not. He's not trying to hide anything. He's just. He's living as you know. As he's a, just he's a living pawn. And growing. Yeah, if he's there, like oh, it's so like. Fr- and then I feel so bad because I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to get through this and find out that you know he well, was we, an aberration this whole we have time. a I'm feeling so, that it's not going to be it's so gonna, it's going to be a messy story just so just putting that out there buckle up it's going to get bumpy so and then we have and so so then we move from you know from that and then oh, we should we should finish that vision comes back down and says what wanda wants to hear mm-hmm. and then she's better so it's almost like it's got to be a concentration thing whatever wanda is doing to create this world it's got to be a concentration thing. And if she starts, you know, thinking about two different having things, a baby, <laughs> that's when, yeah, that's when she slips up, you know? So it, when she loses concentration, and, oh, uh, you and know, like I said, real quick too, yeah. we talked about it in episode one, that vision sees her, his boss, Mr. Hart choking on the floor. He doesn't get up until Wanda says vision, help him. Then he gets yeah. up and helps him. So when you just said that, that made me call back to that first episode to where like, Okay, like that was that probably should have been a point where we looked at that and said, "Why wouldn't Vision help him upon first <laughs> yeah, notice?" Yeah, I you don't. Know what I mean, I don't think Vision's in control of anything. I don't. I don't think. I don't even know if there is a Vision. I have no idea. So then we got another commercial, yeah. uh, and we've got the same woman again. Um, we've got, and it's a. I'd say um, it's a hydro hydro soap. <laughs> is that what yeah, it was? It's hydro soap. Yeah. <laughs> So one thing that happened in this commercial, and I'm not trying to, I'm just going to say what I saw in this commercial, and I hope that everyone would know who I am as a person when I bring up what I bring up. It's sensitive times that we live in. I don't mean any negative by this. This is literally what just happened in the commercial. So we know that the man and the woman that has appeared in the same commercials in episode one and two are the same ones that appear in this third episode. Now it shows her in a home with a you know a white child and an African American child. So yeah. I only bring that up because this points to either the fact that either this child, the African American child, is either adopted or there is another father figure involved than the than the other child, right? And that's important to you know the canon of of Wanda because her mother has either adopted adoption is a central part of her story at birth or multiple fathers trying to figure out who the real father of her and Petro are. Right. So that might support what I've been saying this whole time that this man and this woman may be her parental figures, you know, throughout, throughout comics. And and I've, I've heard that a few times, a few different theories. And, um, but, but there's definitely, you know, a factor in it, you know, now a lot of people think that it could be a uh, character, uh, called Lady Hydra, I believe it's Lady Hydra. Mm, um, okay. You know, a villain from way back. Yeah. It's possible because it's always Hydra. So the Hydra soap. I didn't watch the show, but I guess that's something in Agents of Shield that was brought up. Is that Hydra was producing a 
um, a soap that erased memories or something yes. like that. Mm-hmm. So there's precedence to that, correct? Okay. So, Absolutely. Hey, I, you, I actually got ahead of you on one. Hey, man, that's cool because you know this what? Was- that soap that they use also is important to another thing that we're going to talk about later in all these Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Yep, that blue soap is a kind of a mind control. Yes, they, Robert that, Cruz, thank you. They use this in the episode with uh, the framework, and that's going to be kind of something that I'm going to call okay. on bit by bit as we progress down the show, because I think that the framework is an integral part of what's happening around Wanda and Vision right now. Okay, so we'll go through your slogans. You put a couple slogans there. I'll read them out, and then you know you 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 tell me why they mean. So uh, one of the slogans in the commercial was, when you want to get away but don't want to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, that meant something to you. Hide yep. your soak. Find the goddess within. Yep. And again, I'm, I'm going to get into the framework now, right? So both of these yep. are nods, I feel, to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. One, Enchantress was in S.H.I.E.L.D., and we know that she is a goddess, right? She's also used okay. in the comic books to seduce vision at some point away from wanda for a series right i actually have the comics sitting right next to me i don't know this right so find the goddess within i think that's a nod to agents of shield and then also that framework that i that i brought up i think it is in play in the series right because agent Coulson, who is like the main character in shield he one thing that he says about framework he says imagine your greatest regret could be wiped away yeah and what's and what's the whole thing going on with wanda and vision right now obviously regret that she is you know that she lost her husband right she lost her love um we see you know all the other agents they're involved in here they say stuff like you can feel pain in the framework it's meant to be kind of like a like a training simulator where you can go in and then later as agents of shield develops they end up in space right because all science fiction movies always end up in space right this is important because when they're in space the framework is used as ultimately as like a virtual reality. It's like a like almost like an online game or, um, okay. you know, some sort of like leisurely activity is like a brain drug agent type thing. Right. So what's crazy is we keep seeing this symbol with the sword with the wreath around it, which symbolizes the sword, which is the sister agency of shield. Right. So. They're you. They use sword in space and in, or I'm sorry, in comics and the MCU. We we talked about that in the Captain Marvel when when it ended and it showed Nick Fury is in a spaceship surrounded by a fleet of other spaceships. So yeah. that points to sword. Sword is also involved in the comics, and maybe they're using the framework to almost study Wanda and Vision because what sword stands once again, for, and that goes to my study theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely. Their, their lab rats. Yeah. And what's because sword that the the S and the W in sword stand for sentinel weapon. What's vision? You know, he's a sentinel weapon, right? So well, yeah, he he threatened to take over the earth at one point in in some of the comics. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Anybody, if you could control vision, you could control. You know what? You know, you just just brought something (laughs) up. Maybe this whole thing is about control of vision. Maybe somebody is trying to use vision as a weapon. Uh, Maybe it's maybe this show's all about him, and we don't even realize it. Sword has a lot of things that they can introduce yeah. going forward with, you know, speaking of mutants, we know that far from home just came out. Norman Osborn ties in the sword. So, you know, as, as the Spider-Man series progresses, obviously Norman Osborn is a and huge figure. And they're, and they're all linked now too. Like that's, that's a huge part of this, the business side of it. Like we talked about, like mm-hmm. you're definitely, we're definitely bringing, you know, mutants, yeah, maybe I fantastic. Mean, Beast Four, is we talked a, about. Beast is involved in Sword in the comics, and he's also yeah. one of the predominant X Men figures of the comics. Yeah. So 
they're I think that they're tying Sword and Shield together as like these sister agencies. They're using that Hydra soak. I I don't think that that's a mistake at all. I did not pick up mm-hmm. on that, but that's obviously a, a huge component to this, and it ties in perfectly with with Shield using that framework that I was just mentioning. Yeah. So yeah, all that. So we're just talking about you know everything. <laughs> that's that a lot, right there. In that commercial. It's basically a commercial, but I mean that's what it's for. That's what this show does. Um, that this is literally the what what they want this show to do. So I'm happy to play along. Uh, okay. So here we go. So we get we get back to the so we get back to Wandavision show. Back to um, life. Y- yeah. <laughs> so it's um it's time to have the baby basically. Um, mm-hmm. So now we're getting to the point. What happened first? So the next thing was yeah. So what happens is, is that Wanda right. is um progressing. She's like, "Hey, I'm having the baby right now." This is after they decorate. Yeah. Her water breaks. You know, they have that cute he little said scene. Is, he's because she says, "I can't believe he's going on vacation." And he said, "And he says, this is a, a great moment, a complete awareness <laughs> by Vision." Well, it is. The baby is nine months early, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> essentially nine months early. Yeah. Uh, yes, and so that's right. Maybe is, there's hope he get, that he can go rush off and get the doc. Yeah. Right? So he goes to get Dr. Nielsen. And and then, so here's another thing that they finally did. Like it's, when it was time to go, he he uh, openly used his powers. He didn't mm-hmm. think about it like he did in episode one and two. They really tried everything to hide him. We remember the magic show in episode two. Like don't give away your powers. This was like, he didn't even, he just a blink of an Screw eye. Like he, he, he was gone <laughs> phased. He phased and was gone. So then when he goes to that, this is when the show gets, uh, just it it really takes. Up. Yeah. Yeah. It really takes a turn. This is when Geraldine knocks on the door and things are, things are going sideways at this point. Um, in, in the, in the universe. I mean, this is really, this is a big moment. This is setting the stage for the future of the, the Marvel you know, universe, not just this show, like setting this, the this screen, every- if you will. Yes. Good job. My man, that's, <laughs> hey. a, that's a real pro right there. So, uh, so let, we'll, let's, let's work through this a little bit. Geraldine shows up at the door. And did you notice you, the necklace? Did you notice the necklace? When I didn't in? notice it until Wanda did. I did not notice it until Wanda did, but you did notice something about this that you know, I thought was awesome is that she shows up and she says, my uh well, I, you know what i guess we don't know that yet i'm getting ahead of myself it's so, really hard to not do that with this show. Uh, it it's is really so hard she not. shows up uh geraldine is wearing a sword necklace which is so weird though because she's aware that she's wearing it so like why would she be wearing it she's not i mean we're talking about why would you accidentally wear a sword necklace so that was really odd to me like what would be the, like she wouldn't forget it. Like if, if we're assuming this is one of wouldn't the most she, important, I don't know. No, no. no. So we, we all know by now, like the seat, like there's no secret. It's Geraldine is Monica Rambo, Captain yes. Marvel, which, which is awesome. We talked about her a lot last week, but um, she wouldn't accidentally wear this necklace. So I'm like, why would you wear the necklace? So it, I'm, it brings up the question of like, when Monica's talking to Wanda, like she's, 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 she doesn't quite know what's, what's going on. It's really, it's really off putting. I can't, I cannot figure it out. But, um, so yeah, so Monica or well, Geraldine comes in, uh, and then it's a whole funny thing about Wanda's hiding the, the baby, you know, it's yes. nine she months. She says now. she needs like, a bucket, right? Because uh, her pipes yeah. and her ceiling burst. 
And that's yes. important to remember as we as we go yes. on and talk about this because she comes I in almost... and is like, "Hey, I need a bucket because you know I was at home and my pipes burst. Do you have one?" And that's when you see Wanda go into the kitchen. Her coat changes yeah. all these different colors, and um, you know Geraldine's telling this you know elaborate story. You know, oh my god! So I ass- so she's telling a story about um, you know her her boss, uh, Mister Haddocks. And this crazy story and uh, almost getting fired. I know that story means something. I, I can't quite figure out what like, and she's Mr. like. Oh, then I got couldn't figure out who that was. Yeah, I did. I could not figure out her story. I listened to it. It was it was intentionally obnoxious and I was <laughs> totally put off by it and it was hard to focus. So she's telling a story about her boss, her temporary job, her boss, Mr. Haddocks and this whole thing. And which is a cl- it's also a classic 70s, you know, trope, like why the the um the, the talkative neighbor is mm-hmm. talking like something's going on in the background so in the background what happens this is probably a big moment a stork walks up so yeah. you help us talk about the stork here because this i mean it's it's a huge thing yeah but, um, and, it, it, and i don't even know where to begin with well let's start with what happens right before geraldine comes in you know i'd be remiss okay. if we didn't we hear a boom you know coming out of the baby's room and Wanda's kind of creeping up, and then she hears the doorbell ring, and then Geraldine comes in. And That's you know, right. Yeah, so as that progresses, we see the stork come out, right? And what does the stork represent? Like, that's how that's how babies are brought into the world, right? Mm-hmm. Like, storks are it used to talk the, about, you know, Traditionally, hey, storks to the, drop off your baby. That's right, and they're also on Vlasic pickles, so maybe this is about about pickles. Uh, probably not, but anyway, I'm <laughs> if sorry. If this whole is a Vlasic... <laughs> pickle commercial i'm gonna be so upset that that was my attempt at humor i'm sorry but anyway so the stork appears now what's interesting about this exchange with the stork this is the first time so the stork comes wanda tries to kind of shoot away right now she doesn't just do the little flick of the fingers and magic happens this is the first time in this tv show jeff that we see that red that that magic that you hate so much is that, that i know red. i i know but i like <laughs> but i like the use of it here so he's he's referring to the traditional if you watch the movies the traditional mm-hmm. you know wanda when she cast her spells it's the red smoke blur Energy, or whatever yeah hex and, stuff yeah and, and steven so you know brought it up that this was the first time we've seen it and the stork's having none of it so yeah, it right flaps now, it away yeah, so what what's your theory on the stork? Well, at first when I watched it, I didn't think anything of it. I thought that like, oh, okay, like the stork is just kind of using its wings to blow away the smoke. And I'm but like, but this is some weird, really X Files stuff right now. Like they, this show went to like, I mean, come on, the stork walking around and picking it, Monica, the, the fish, Monica the fish dress, away. yeah, it's yeah. So this cheesy. wasn't seventies humor. Like th- this was some real, like you know, I guess a Twilight Zone type stuff is what i thought yeah and so what happens is is when i watched it the second time this is really where i picked up on i'm like now any other time wanda has wanted to use her magic in this show it's worked no matter what it is even on a person you know she made gum come up out of vision you know in this episode like chewed out through his gears and all that funny stuff that's a good point she has not she has not struggled at all with using her magic which leads us to believe that she's in complete control of this up until world. up until the stork. Now the, the stork, stork comes in, stork. and do, dare I say, counters the hex. I think that that's appropriate, right? Because she's literally trying to cast the hex on this stork, and by flapping its wing, it counters. Is this stork a stork? Which why would a stork or, just show up in a house? Or 
there's a couple there's two people i think that this could be one agatha harkness or agnes in the tv show we haven't seen okay. her in the show up until this point yes or up not I don't if, think... if this is her if it's not her she doesn't show i up don't until... think it's her well then if but it's not ahead. her she doesn't show up until the end of the show or you mentioned this earlier that dr strange was a pretty um integral part to the birthing process for one yeah. and the twins could this have been dr strange showing up because it's not just that the stork was trying to be obnoxious it was sneaking around not wanting yeah, it to had be a, seen right it had an intention yeah which it was really really odd and i can't wait till like like i don't want the series to end but i can't wait to go back and like i hope Piece they it together yeah i think they're gonna it's gonna be awesome so uh yeah so then you know then but then they do the and then they do the funny stuff with you know geraldine and like oh i want to see the baby's room but what geraldine's doing this whole time she's basically being an investigator she's yeah. she's being she's a snooping. private investigator and, and we figured we figured this out here in a few minutes but and uh yeah she's snooping but but the thing is <clears throat> you can tell that there's this, this line you don't want to cross with Wanda to where I think everybody is really, really scared of her mm -hmm. because even the, you know, we find out here in a minute, we'll, we'll get the, we'll actually talk about it just here in a second. So yeah. this, they, they, they chase the stork into the, the baby's room. It blends back into the wall scenes over. Everybody laughs. Geraldine's going to leave. Storks um, not seen again throughout this entire episode. It's just gone. no, after the babies are born. So you got here, we got, so now Wanda's in full labor, mm -hmm. but you brought this up. Geraldine's not like super concerned. Like as well, if not, it was a. Yeah. So she's, it's not just that she's in labor, but she's in labor. Pictures are spinning around the house. Like the sink is filling up with soapy I water. I noticed this too. And, and, but then all of a sudden we just ignore, like, it's almost like now we know that everybody's just been ignoring the magic mm -hmm. to act like they don't see it. Because well, Geraldine says, I'm sure that there's probably a perfectly logical explanation about this. And yeah. then as Wanda's pushing, she's like, it's natural. Like, yeah, she's. Yeah. No and one the doctor cares. was the same way. Doctor yep. was the same way. Vision flies in phases, does all this. And the doctor's like, ah, eh, whatever. So oh, now hey. we know. Yeah. The, the first kid's born. The doctor shows up. He's like, oh, thank goodness you were here. You might make a good nurse, you know, and then. Yeah. yeah, which really weird exchange. And then, you know, Geraldine's like, oh, hey, Doc, let me talk to you in the kitchen for a second. Almost as if yes. she's like, I want to give Wanda and Vision a second to be themselves and enjoy the birth of their first kid. It's almost like, OK, we know what's going to happen. It's almost like ah, I'm not going to go down that line. But anyway, it's it's like Geraldine knows that like Vision is Vision and Wanda is Wanda. And this kind of shows up later, like almost in the next couple of seconds. She knows that they need a minute to enjoy this as themselves because Vision throughout this episode is in his human form, right? So when yes. when the Doc and Geraldine walk out, he goes back to being a synthesoid. Yeah, and, and Wanda told him to. I believe yeah. Wanda was like, they want to see your real face or whatever. And then, of course, you know, anybody knows that there's going to, everybody knows it's going to be a twin. So she goes back into, you know, back into labor, uh, delivers, I believe, Thomas. Yep. Thomas was second. Yeah. I believe it delivers Thomas. Well, no, so Tommy was first because Tommy was the one that Wanda wanted. Vision yeah, wanted that's Billy. Right. And yeah, then the first right. one was born and Vision's like Billy. And she's yep. like, oh, Billy. And then like, and then it happened. Yeah. So um, the second kid's born. The doctor's like, hey, 20 fingers, 20 toes. You guys look good. And uh, Vision's like, hey, can I walk you home? The doc's like, only if you promise me that we're walking home now instead of using your magic earlier. Right? He doesn't say the magic part, but he's like, 
as long as we can just walk, that's cool, you know, so. Yeah. So, so something was brought up, you know, if you're listening to the audio version, we also do a live version and we, we've got a viewer question here. So, uh, Robert Cruz is asking, how did we know Geraldine was captain Marvel? So there's a, there's a few things, um, you know, she's an African-American woman. So they've, th- that's just the fact of the matter is that that, that was a big deal. You know, one of the first captain Marvels, but uh, another thing is if you watch the captain Marvel movie, with uh, Brie Larson, uh, Geraldine was her mother's name. And in that movie, Monica was a, about an eight or nine year old kid. Mm-hmm. And everybody assumed that that was going to, that's the next Captain Marvel. Or uh, Photon, so I think is another character that she's, that that name yes. is used as in this current Captain Marvel's universe. Yes. And that's right. And, um, but and then and another thing, like they actually uh, have admitted, like that that's that she is this actress is going to be Captain Marvel too. So, um, you know, it, it's it's then there's the whole thing, yeah, what you just said, like the stuff that we don't want to acknowledge that we know, but we know that she she's casted to to be her. Like we know that through the cast. Yeah, yeah, that's well. that's part of it. I mean, it, it's definitely Monica Rambo, which is awesome. I want to, yeah. I I want I want I want the authentic suit. I the want hair, every, all that fun stuff. The, yeah. I want everything. Uh, I think the actress, like you know, looks the part is going to do. I think she's doing a great job in the show. It's beautiful, um, yeah, re- really excited. And it's, it, she's not done in the show like this. She's not done in the show. So um, things start so to we, pick up here, Jeff. They, like this yes. is like where Vision walks the dock out, and he doesn't walk him home like he said that he was going to. Right? He like he just walks him outside. I was like, well, hey, sorry to spoil your trip to you know bermuda hopefully you can still make it yeah and uh he he goes down like this a couple little sentences but the one thing that stuck out to me he says you know thing about small towns is it's hard to escape what an interesting choice of words right to use escape yes escape he is and he's like you just you just can't escape like so now we don't know like does she like is wanda hold like is Wanda holding people like there's so many comics to where Wanda is such, uh, you know, they're scared of her. Like the Avengers like are scared of her several times. Like it's always erratic, you know, it's always, you know, she's always a kind of a ticking time bomb, so to speak in the, in the Marvel universe. And I think mm-hmm. they're bringing that across very well. Absolutely. And if we keep and if, and they, they've acknowledged that this is after end game. So this is, this is an um, sequence with what we've saw in the, the MCU. So we know that, she's lost vision. Um, you know, she's been through, you know, the, the battle and all this. So she is traumatized and she is becoming more powerful. Her brothers, you know, her brother's been killed and, you know, but we don't know what happens after you know, uh, in game after in game, we we mentioned this earlier. She's everybody else gets like their little send off. And if they don't get a send off, they appear in like another movie. Right. So we don't know what happens. We just, you know, Wanda, storms off after the battle and this is and this is where we're left with picking up yes so so then uh vision looks over and he sees uh agnes and herb uh talking again at the same the exact same spot which you know that's part 70 sitcom and also part like you know part of the uh the master plan here whatever it is and for and agnes isn't as outgoing this episode yeah uh, which I take it as conveyed as more concerned uh, in this episode. I think, I think the, um, when Wanda, 
I didn't want to say he got pregnant because this is we're we're like twenty hours later. Like yeah. when Wanda became pregnant, I really think that unsettled everybody, and it did in the comics too, um, because you know we're talking, you know, she, she created him with magic. That that's kind of yeah. a big deal, and it's it, and it continues on in the comics. So yeah, people want to know, take that magic that they that they use to create um, the the babies and bring other people to life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 uh there's a lot to it so uh you know so they're talking and uh oh yeah no you you brought this up here so i'll, I'll give you the quote and then you you tell me why so agnes um agnes says because they're talking about the power outage and she says mm-hmm. that ralph looks better in the dark and you thought that was a nod to mephisto right and um there's a you partic- really think you really think mephisto's involved here don't you i think mephisto is i call him mephisto Ralph. i i, I everybody, uh, which it's whichever, mephisto. i think it's mephisto whichever pronunciation you prefer <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i think this is a nod to him and in particular i went through and looked at some of the comics that he had appeared in and there's one that was in 1989 it was the west coast avengers and it's called the fragments of a greater darkness right so Obviously, we know that that he's the equivalent of the Marvel's, you know, devil, and we can mm-hmm. associate all different kinds of, you know, adjectives and descriptive words that would traditionally go with such a character, right? And and, and we think that Doctor Strange is probably going to battle battle him, battle it in the next movie. I think it so, very well could happen. Uh, this this could just be leading right into Doctor Strange, which we know is yeah, I that's think it's the been next, the plan. Next one on yeah. the, I think it's, it's the next one on the on the list. Yeah, and again, we we've heard her say in the second episode when Dottie says, you know, the devil's in the details and you know, Agnes is like that's not the only place he is and then in this episode, you know, he he looks better in the dark, right? So, I think that this is a nod to Mephisto. Um, but then after that, you know, he he kind of I just want to say by the way, that's a yeah. great pickup because if that if that winds up being the truth, I want everybody to come back to Jeff Needs Help setting the screen and just uh, you know, email uh Steven about how smart he was to pick up on that. Because if that winds up being true that you picked up on that Easter egg, man, that is that's 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 Sherlock Holmes uh investigation <laughs> right there. I, I hope you're right. Well, Doctor Strange played you know, um, Sherlock Holmes and, and TV series, like that's where he became <laughs> oh, famous on. Go. So it there all comes go. full, it all comes full circle, but you know, as this, as this discussion is kind of breaking down, I, you know, Jeff, I just want to talk real quick. I, I just want to go through the cut scenes and what each key yeah, let's do says, it. and then we can, and then afterwards we can just kind of talk. Let's about do it. Like, I, I like yeah. it. I like this. So right, we're going to, so, so we basically, we're starting with the conversation at the, uh, at the, mm-hmm. the cut in, concrete wall where let's keep in mind even if it's only been another 10 hours or whatever herb is still in the same spot with the same hedge clippers the same slice in the wall he has not moved an inch like that factors into this yeah and the only thing that's changed is agnes who agatha mm-hmm. harkness is the mentor of wanda we talked and once about again that, catherine so. Hall doing a great job of portraying like you, as soon as you look at her face she's in the show for like two minutes as soon as you see the emotions on her face you know what she's thinking like she's just she's just doing a killer job she's going to be in the mcu for a while like she is set she she better be because she's absolutely she's killing, killing this role but as Vision starts to walk back home, Agnes says, is Geraldine inside with Wanda? Vision says, yes, why? Then it cuts to Wanda and Geraldine inside. And, you know, they're talking about the twins and Geraldine's like, oh, twins. And Wanda mentions like, hey, I was a twin. She mentions Petro. She sings a uh, Sokovian lullaby, which I had to yes. do some research on the language that was actually used for the show because Sokovia obviously doesn't exist. 
They use Portuguese. It does in my mind. I'm sorry? It does in my world. <laughs> there you go. Jeff, need, Jeff needs Sokovia. <laughs> <laughs> but she's singing this lullaby over the twins. And when she's singing it, it sounds really just scary. You know, but then I went and looked up the translation in Portuguese to English. It's actually pretty beautiful. It says, I waited for you and this day has come. My heart became a home full of light, full of light. That sounds beautiful, you know, oh, but wow, yeah. Geraldine is just so unsettled. That's great, man. I just, once again, everybody recognized that Stephen translated the lullaby in this show. <laughs> like that, this is what we give you. This is what we bring to you each week on setting the screen. Well, I did look this up, like the Sokovian lullaby, because I obviously don't know Portuguese, but I went, I thought to go back and look at it because they don't ever accidentally do anything in these shows. So Nothing. Every was, second of it's planned out. It's, it's amazing. Every stitch of fabric. Is <laughs> it's it's just, just not a wasted moment. It's, there's it's so much detail, but she sings this beautiful song. But in the meantime, Geraldine appears unsettled and asks, he was killed by Ultron, wasn't he? And that was a huge moment for me because a I, I need more Ultron in my life, Please. and I believe he's coming back. I, I believe that he's a part of this this story. And he's an that, integral part of the creation of Vision. Yes, and Wanda was not about hearing that. She cried; like, a tear rolled down her face, and she says, "What do you say?" And then, just again, you you talk about the show writers and the theatrics and everything that's involved with this. They did a beautiful job because cutscene after cutscene after cutscene you couldn't get a straight answer immediately and it just left me wanting more so naturally after she says what do you say he goes back to vision agnes and herb outside herb says she's new to town brand new agnes says no family no husband Vision's like yeah okay that's fine like she's new to town whatever she's not married she's just living by herself no big deal and vision's basically conveying like i don't see the issue here and then agnes bluntly just looks at him and says no home. And remember what happened earlier when Geraldine came into the house. She says, I need a bucket because She's, the pipes in my ceiling bursted. Yep. So then you start getting this feeling like, okay, like something big's about to happen here. Like, is Geraldine possibly a bad guy? You know, like I started getting that vibe initially. And too. if you, I think, I think right now, if you don't, if you don't know who Monica Rambo is, you think she's a, a, a bad guy. Like, I think for lack of a better term, I think that's what you're so, supposed to think. If you're like, I would imagine that if you don't know, that's exactly what you're intended to think. Yeah, because she's uh, she is she inside alone because Vision knows that the doctor's outside, you know. And who and how did Ag Agnes, who hasn't been in this episode at all, know that Monica's inside, right? So like kind of double agent playing almost into this scene, right? So anyway, um, she goes no home, and Vision says what, and then naturally the cutscene goes back to inside, right? Wanda asked Geraldine, what did you just say again? Geraldine references back to the strong lady reference that she said earlier in the show. I found this interesting upon rewatch, Steph, and I would love to get your thought because okay. it seems like she's almost pretending to glitch. Like she knows that glitching is happening in the show with like the rewinds that have happened at the end of episode two. And then earlier when Vision kind of re rewind to say what she, what Wanda wanted her to say earlier in this very episode. Do you think that Monica is trying to simulate a glitch almost to kind of like trick Wanda? Yes, I think I think that Monica has, is, is on a mission and I think that she is. I, OK, I keep I keep associating this with a, an interrogation and, you know, like I look at Monica as like a. 
uh, an agent, FBI agent mm-hmm. or something. But I think she's a young one and she's precocious. Or a sword agent. And she's, yeah, and she's not being patient enough and she's pushing the issue. And I, and I would imagine that, that, that that's what, and Herb, like I imagine him as, you know, it was kind of the same way as to where Agnes was like, you, like you have, we have to play this out. If Wanda catches on, we're all dead kind of thing. You know what I mean? And not even if they're really dead. And I think that Monica got over her skis a little bit and, and pushed her luck and then, yeah, tried to tried to play it off like, oh, no, I'm part of the show, too. Like, I don't know. Like, I think everybody's acting like they're they're buying into the show. So trying to. Yeah, exactly. Trying to trying to trick Wanda themselves. And they all know what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's just I I look at it as just this big undercover sting operation is, is how I see it. And I think you're exactly right with Monica. And I'm, she's like, oh, no, no, that was weird. I said you were then, a strong it, lady. Do I need to say it she, again? Yeah. And and, and I, what I would imagine is when she said Ultron, I imagine whoever's in her ear, like maybe, you know, whoever's get controlling there, this, was like, oh, <laughs> like, you can't say Ultron. That's the mm-hmm. one thing you couldn't say. So, um, yeah. Yes, so I, I think do. that she tried to reference back to like glitching, you know, um, Geraldine. Oh, so. So, you know what, uh, our friend Robert Cruz here brought up a great point in this episode that we don't have in our notes. Oh, oh yeah, right. we do. What? Yep, do. We do. I apologize. We're going to get to the stop it again. We, That's true. We, That's true. Yep. Yeah. Gr- great. Great notice. Uh, Rob, we're getting to that here in a second. That's awesome. You both, you both caught it. I did not. Yeah. But, um, Wanda says, um, what did you say about Petro? And then Geraldine tries to evade the question. Then it goes back yeah. outside to vision and Agnes and herb. Vision says, what do you mean she has no home? Like Vision is asking very specific questions. He's wanting yeah. to get to the bottom of this. Again, he's suspicious Which again in this episode. Like, so then then now I'm going the other way to where if like if he's not real, why would why would Wanda have him do this? So now I'm thinking Vision is is real. Like he's reborn. It's tough. I, I, it's so in, tough. In episode to one, out. I said in episode one, I said that my prediction was it was Vision Vision reborn. Like Wanda, you know, they they salvaged him, so to speak. And this is the new version and he's learning. And then I got away from that. And then now I'm like, well, wait a minute. Why would he care? Like, why would she create something that would, I got something that doesn't make any sense. I think that it was an act of betrayal. I don't think that he's not there. I think that this is some form of a vision, but it's just that Wanda wants everything to be perfect. And she could like, she, she had casted hex on him in civil war. Like she has casted spells on vision before this was before they loved each other. No, that's true though. That's a great point. Yeah. So, um, we go back outside and, you know, vision ask Agnes and Herb says, what do you mean? She has no harm or no home. Excuse me. Herb says she came here because she came here because we're all and the vision says, we're all what, what are you trying to tell me? And then naturally, painstakingly, it goes back inside, right? We don't get the answer to that question. Wanda notices the sword necklace that, you know, w- that she came into the house wearing. It didn't just appear, right? And you have to think, too, when she sees this necklace that she remembers the helicopter that she picked up in the front yard. She remembers the symbol of the beekeeper that came up out of the sword. So she knows that that sword necklace is bad news for whatever is about to be going on in the show. Which, so why would she be wearing it? This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it so much could be going on right now but Geraldine is afraid right like it's like she knows who Wanda is right what she's capable of yeah, Wanda she pushed, it, she, she pushed her limits like yeah she yep. absolutely pushed it too far and she knows that she's like uh oh we might all Wanda might end 
the earth right now as as yeah. the look on her face. And then Geraldine, like she barely mutters, she's like, I don't, I don't remember. Like, if for anyone who heard me just cutting out, that's basically what Geraldine did. She's yeah. basically kind that's of great voice out, acting like, by you, by the way. Great like, voice acting. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> but um, basically, was like I don't remember. Like this is what she was trying to say, but she was so terrified that she couldn't even get that out of her mouth, which again kind of calls back to episode two with the magic show. She's like, that's funny. At one moment I was behind the stage and then I'm in this box, you know, so yeah. it's like she does so have weird. kind of that memory lapse again. Right. Um, and then after that, it goes back outside to where Herb and Vision are talking and Herb again to Vision's like trying to get the sentence out. She says she came here because we're all and then Agnes says, stop it. And and Rob just pointed this out that may be a callback to what happened earlier. And it's funny yeah. because Agnes, if she's Agatha Harkness, she is like a witch of sorts, right? So she could mm-hmm. be doing some sort of spell. We didn't see her hands. We only saw her head. She could be casting a little spell on her to make him be unable this to definitely, answer that this question. Definitely is, this definitely is her. That This is who this is. And um, I've, I've yeah. got some theories coming up. Yeah. And then we'll just get through this real quick. There's not very much left. It goes back inside to Wanda. Wanda says, who are you? And then it goes back outside. And Agnes is like, well, hey, I better get going. Ching, ching on her little bike. And then mm-hmm. she just takes off very like bubbly personality again. And then she she just walks off. And the vision looks at Herb and says, Herb, like you were telling me something. And then uh, a <laughs> very 70s, you know, African, African-American man is like, <laughs> Catch you on the flip side, Vision. <laughs> like, yeah. Right, yeah, he did. He, yeah, that, that was cool though. Like, threw in a exactly, little bit of jive. Yeah, yeah, it was very. Which funny. I like her, by the way. I'm I'm liking her. Her like, is really, a cool dude. Favorite. But something I, I want to know. First of all, I want to know who he is. I can't yeah. figure it out. Um, I threw out to you like, is it Power Man? Yeah. Uh, you know, is it Luke, Luke Cage? Cage? Yeah. Same guy. Same guy. Um, is it? You know, it, you know, we know we know that Falcon. It has a show coming up mm-hmm. on Disney Plus. And we know that he's the new Captain America, which he should be, by the way. I don't want to hear any yeah, feedback on. about come that. On. Falcon should be the next Captain America. He earned that. Um, is it going to be him? And I do say this, yes, and I know they're, you know, they're both black actors, but that's what this show has done. It's kind of stayed with, you know, stereotypes your, of that era. It, it has stayed with the classic roles that hasn't done that. So yes, I only chose, you know, black superheroes because that's what the show has has done so far, and I have no problem with that. And um, you also mentioned too that it could be Goliath. young Goliath, yeah. Could which, be Goliath. That would that be would interesting. Make the most sense, like he's a perfect Goliath. Um, so, and we never got a real Goliath. You brought it up, like we already met Goliath, but we didn't get, we didn't get the Goliath I love. Um, big. This fan. could be a, the new Goliath because they also had the original Ant Man and Wasp and Ant Man and Wasp, and then we have the new Ant Man and Wasp. So and, maybe this is. And, and and maybe in predictions or probably in the bonus episode, uh, we will get into a lot of um, Ant-Man Wasp talk because that's a, a big part of Wanda's path that hasn't really been touched on yet. And we know that they're in the MCU. So um, I, I, I look for that coming up. So and then we get into the last, um, you know, exchange that we see from Wanda Vision. Vision walks back inside and sees Wanda looking over the twins, and it's almost like a creepy, like, I'm happy right now, but I'm willing to do whatever I have to do to protect these kids' look on her face. You know what I mean, right? Like, that look that she had when yes. she's looking over her kids. Vinda, Vision walks in and immediately says, Wanda, where's Geraldine? And then, she, oh, she left, had to rush home. This is, she, not only did she 
counter like rewind time on vision earlier in the show and now she's straight up just i highlighted lying. that she lied to him now and and see this this goes into the vision thing like there was no i don't remember a comic when vision wasn't around when wanda had the twins uh, mm -hmm. so now it makes me think that there is a vision so now i'm hopeful that like we really have a vision back in some form yeah you know that that wanda didn't have these because because here's the thing here's the elephant in the room the other option is that when we're going to get to the end of this and this is all just going to be played out in wanda's head that makes me sad because yeah. if that's if that's and i don't think they're going to do that i do not think they're going to do that to the viewers they I, I don't think they would have tried so hard in this just to have it be a dream sequence or something mm -hmm. like that. And if they do that, it'll probably be the, it'd the be worst. the worst reception. That it, they would be, get. But they're not after doing such a to. great job. They're not going to. They're not going to. I got I got confidence. Uh, man, and I just wanted to point to out real quick too that when she lies to Vision, like I couldn't help but think back to that 2015 Vision series that you recommended mm -hmm. to me. Because if you remember, the central theme in that in in that series was when um, Vision's created wife Virginia. You know, when Vision is gone doing Avenger things, um, um, Grim Reaper shows up and she kills him, and then she lies to Vision, and that caused like a whole crazy chain of events because Virginia didn't tell Vision what was happening. This is the first time I can remember even calling back to Age of Ultron, where Wanda lies to Vision. You know, and she's yes, looking exactly. at her kids. And again, that demeanor, like I'm willing to do anything, like even lie to my husband, even rewind time to get yeah. him to say the things that I want him to say to protect these kids. So now I'm starting to get really now I'm starting to get really nervous that maybe like and I hope they do this. Do you do you think that um do you think that they're actually gonna be bold enough to make Wanda not like perfect? Like they typically don't do that in the, in the MCU. It's usually bad and it's usually good and evil. Could mm -hmm. they possibly be given us a character that has like a gray area and that Wanda's like <laughs> in in the manipulate? comics? Yeah, in, in oh, the no, comics, the comics. Like, oh my gosh, she. she <laughs> she's, yeah, I mean, well, in, in the comics, so she is the vehicle to do all of this stuff. Um, mm -hmm. You know that you can get away with so much with Wanda. Like she can be perfect or she can be. Evil. She can, but we've and never she can seen, introduce so much moving forward into the we've MCU, never like seen her that character in live yeah. action. Oh, I, I mean, I hadn't even thought about the fact that they might actually give us a. We're just not used to that. Like yeah. we're used to the we're used to the feel good stories, you know, the bad versus evil and all that. We have never had a a true gray area in the MCU. This could possibly like, this is I'm, my mind's blown right now. This could possibly be like Wanda could be just not a you know, a perfect person, uh, you know, and, and, and maybe that's why she she's is, in pain too. Like we got to remember that that's she's still what, grieving. Yes. And maybe that's why she's playing this character so perfectly. Cause what would be better than us to fall in love with this version of Wanda, Elizabeth Olsen. And, and then she tears out our heart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Holy cow. We might be onto something here. Uh, our prediction. So, <laughs> so we'll go we're gonna get uh we'll get through the end of this episode and then we've got um uh it's, yeah it's quick, just a real quick uh, quick close yeah, out. yeah then we've got a quick special topic to talk about with one of our uh with one of our good friends here so uh so anyway so so this happens <laughs> essentially what happened in the meantime was wanda was like so whether it's figuring out or whether realizing whatever <laughs> what what do we see next we see we see uh geraldine blasting through the sky landing in 
what we phasing through some sort of barrier, you know, current day, current day, um, West Westview. And then being, how did you, how did you say and our, and our motto of government vehicles swarmer, uh, and we're, we're playing the monkeys daydream believer. What a great uh, song to throw oh, in there perfect. too. It's what perfect. a great song, because not only is the day, the daydream believer, just ties in what we we're just talking about. Like, there's no way this is all real. We see that now when Geraldine comes through this like virtual reality barrier. I don't know if you even caught the time of day was different, right? Not only the generational gap. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it's daytime in, you know, Wandaville right now. And then yeah. outside in Westview, <laughs> it's it's nighttime, right? So she she phases through this barrier. She's, you know, rolling around on the ground, like all these government vehicles, like an armada of them. I, I, I use that word, yes. Um, come up and then the monkeys right their song daydream believer plays and the song and the part that they say is cheer up sleepy gene which you can kind of see how that could tie into geraldine so like that's pretty cool that they did that they did the same thing yeah. with help me um Rhonda when they used the the radio part for wanda when it yeah. sounded like uh you know agent Wu was trying to communicate with her right so great way and to no agent it. no agent Wu this episode none of this none of the radio stuff none of that nope Nope. Um, we we real, didn't get any of that. Stuff. We didn't get the after part where, you know, there's no surveillance, you know, control room. Mm-hmm. There's there's no, you know, like you mentioned, the the radio transmissions. There's no one trying to sneak in at the end of the episode. Like, that's it. Yeah, it, it was crazy. And then and but what what was nice about it, though, is this we're only through three episodes. I mean, these Disney Plus seasons are pretty short. I think there is there supposed to be seven or nine. I forget. I can't remember, but I think it's all that we like just seven. got done discussing in like an hour and fifteen minutes was only like twenty seven minutes. It, it, crazy, <laughs> and, and we and we rushed it. If we're being honest, yes. So, so what? But what we know now is that like we do have a modern day, and then we're going to get there. So, you know, before we get to predictions, ratings, we've we've got a special uh, topic here. Um, I just want to say this show cost. I think it's right around two hundred and fifty million dollars. Um, they what they haven't spent that yet. I thought you were talking about lo- our show. I thought you were joking. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I but if you- anybody wants to donate one yes. million at a time, me yes. and Stephen are happy to take it. Happy to but, oblige. Uh, we'll make it work. Uh, Wandavision costs like roughly two hundred fifty million dollars. So what we know is I'm coming so up. Sorry. We've got yeah. we've got some big events. Mm. Like they're, they're this, they're going to blow this money. Anybody watch the Mandalorian? They're going to blow this money. So our special topic is a friend of ours, Robert Cruz, big fan of the show. Uh, he noticed this. This is this came from um, episode one. This would have been an episode one. I correct. No, the watch was episode two. I apologize. They are in both episodes. The calendar event in the first episode Uh-oh. was specifically the eighth month and the 23rd day of that month. And then in the second episode with the clock, it shows the hour and the minute hands pointing in between two and three and then at the eight. Yes. Yes. And so, you know, you know, Rob points out that the yeah, Minahan was exactly two minutes past the eight, making the time two forty-two. And he says, "We all know there's a multiverse coming. We do know there's a multiverse coming mm-hmm. uh, in some form. And Earth two four two was a version of Earth found by Reed Richards and Tony Stark that was completely on fire. So, uh, so great pickup by Rob, by the way, I did not catch that. That's awesome. And, but you know, to, to reinforce his point, we know that the fantastic four is now part of the MCU mm-hmm. uh, with the purchase of Fox. Yes. Yeah. And, and we know that, um, so we know that everything is a part of it. So anything's possible now. So is this, is this show when we got Monica Rambo, who is, uh-huh. 
you know, a cosmic Avenger. Um, is he right? Is this a way to, they can do whatever they want now because we, we've got, we've got different errors. We got the six, one, six, you know, we've obviously, we'd have the two, four, two. Is, is this a way to just, they can just do whatever they want. Well, we're not in the room with them when accident. they, yeah, we we're not in the room when they write this down. We're going to talk about this on our bonus content episode where I think Rob yes. was on to something. I don't think it's earth two, four, two. I could totally be wrong, but Rob's, comment did turn me down a path of where I think it's not talking about um, the an earth with that number. I think the 823 is specifically in that order just because of how, you know, the month and then the day was tied on. Right. But if you rearrange those numbers, you could come up with certain Avenger comic book issues that do oh, solely, wow. they do solely wow. revolve around Wanda and vision. So Rob, I do give you credit for what I'm going to be discussing in a later bonus content episode. You did spurn me on that route. I don't think that he's right. And that's not to say that he, he won't be right. Like he could totally be right because it's we just do not know our theory. It's, it's not the theory that I subscribe to, but I love the thought and I love the, uh, the, the deep dive that he well, took in. On and, that. and he could still be right. And they don't do anything with it. It could be an actual Easter egg to where they throw it out there to fans 100%. like Rob who are, you know, dedicated enough to get it and they don't do anything with it. You know, it's a nod to like, you know, it makes you feel good to view it. Like, Oh, they're giving me credit for watching the show. So it could actually be completely intended for that. You know what I mean? And 100%. just, just, just that, say like, that, thank, that thanks for happen. watching. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for and, watching. And I do thank Rob again, you know, the time is too exact. That's oh true. yeah. It's, you, it's on purpose. He he, 100% could be right. I'm just saying you spurred a different theory that I think is probably more yeah. likely just in my head. But again, you know, that that's cool that he did that. I appreciate the no, I loved it. I, thought, I, thought I love the I've, fact that he did that. I, I appreciate, it. you know, I appreciate the listeners that take the time to do that and give us the feedback. It's really awesome. So, um, yeah, I probably like, I know that that was fun. Like, I promise we rushed through that. Uh, mm -hmm. this episode, like, I, I tell everybody, here's how I describe this show. I tell everybody, I'm like, you watch it the first time and it's one show. And then when you watch it the second time, it's a completely different show. I watch it, it for fun the first time. And then I watch it for research. I, the I bet time. I paused it every minute on the second watch. I, mm -hmm. I really think I paused it every minute and made a note. And I, I couldn't keep up with it. It's just, it's, it's amazing what they're doing. It's, it's true comic book storytelling. I, I still love it. I'm, I was, I'm not disappointed whatsoever. So speaking of that, let's get to our episode rating, Steven. You ready to okay. rate this thing? Yes, sir. So if you're a first time listener, you know, we do, uh, we do best, you know, zero through six infinity stones because obviously it's the MCU and, Why and not? we had to come up with our, and, and we love doing it. Um, I'm actually getting quite a kick out of it. And, uh, we're total hypocrites because we can change it next week. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're, we're never wrong. <laughs> no, because uh, now episode two, I didn't change. I left it. And I so, changed uh, all of my episodes. <laughs> and I'm with Steve. So I'm I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rate first tonight. Uh, let's go to episode ratings. Rob, if you're watching, feel free to rate this zero yeah, to six please. Infinity Stones. Yeah. So um, when I watched it the first time, I, I'm with you, man. I was like a three. It's it's just three. Um, you know, we we at, we're like you you quoted like we're gonna have a filler episode. Blah blah blah. The second watch, I'm like. I love this episode because a I love Monica Rambo. Yeah, um, I really do. That Captain Marvel is one of my favorites. So 
like for them just to, you know, to give that character to me live action, it's so hard. So that that's an infinity stone in itself. So I'm already three to four. I'm going to stick with four infinity stones for episode three, because that let, gives me some leeway. I thought there was some time to where they drug out a few of the scenes mm-hmm. to where it was a, like, I think honestly the stork scene, I, I don't think as far as just the, uh, creating the show. I don't think that was perfect. I thought it, I thought it drug on a little bit. I'm not, you know, I understand the meaning of it and they got its point across, but it, it, it felt a little belabored. Um, yeah. And, and this essentially, I, I call it this, if I'm ready to pick up my phone and check Twitter, you went a step too far. And, mm-hmm. uh, so that, that's what probably knocked it down, but they did a great job. Um, you know, Elizabeth and Paul, the, the, the chemistry is not fading at all. These two are no. wonderful. I think that, um, um, you know, Catherine Hahn, she was a minute. Herb did a, everybody just did a, a great job. And Dottie like, was in all, there for all, a blink. They're all, they all totally bought in and they're giving you a finished product and they're giving you, you know, even the doctor did a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, the stork was awesome. I mean, I'm serious. The stork was really cool. It like, the stork had emotion, man. Like you, you said it, like it wasn't just like, it didn't look like a stork. Like it looked like a character. I thought they mm-hmm. did a great job of the special effects with the stork. So I, I'm, I'm giving it uh episode three, uh, four out of six infinity stone. Steven, how about you? Well, it's not just because I like you and it's not just because I think you're a smart guy. I do like you and you are a smart <laughs> guy, but I do agree with you. I went with four again. It, it drug out so long at the beginning. And again, like every great sitcom, and we could call this a sitcom. It's essentially what it is right now. Yeah, it's no, super- we can absolutely grade this as a sitcom. It's a superhero sitcom. Every great sitcom has episodes where it kind of has to string you along. It's got to have, you know, stuff to build up for the next episode. That's why you can appreciate an episode two. And I guarantee you episode four is going to be... I. I my mm. prediction, I'll, I'll throw a prediction out right now. Episode four is going to be the best episode. Well, we'll so get to far. we'll get to predictions here in a second. It's going to be the best episode so far. Yeah. But for I'm going to appreciate this episode for what it's intended to be. Again, you know, my opening thoughts was that this episode, it it's got to string you along. And after this episode, we're going to learn so much like real stuff. Like we're not going to have to be like, what does this mean? What does this mean? What does this mean? We're going to start getting some more substance in this show. For that, I think that's at least worth four because it, it it served its purpose. We got the twins. We again, we were proven right on some of the things that we had predicted up until this point. So I'll give them credit for making us look smart as well. So I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll give I'll give them four infinity stones for that. I, I like it. I, t- I totally agree. Um, but the show just a- as a as a whole is totally enjoyable. And before we move on to predictions, I want to say that like. A, a lot of people, yeah, this is this is a lot of our viewer feedback. You know, they turn this on and they're like, what am I watching? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see Thor hit Hulk in the head with a hammer. Right. I'm all, I'm all, I'm all for that. I'm not saying that as a negative way, but now I'm almost to the point to where like, I don't want this to transform into a tradition. I don't want an action show. I don't I want a superhero want to, show. Yeah. I kind of want it to be slow played out like this because I think it's very X-Files which is one of my favorite shows ever. And I, I almost, Zone, yeah. yeah, I almost kind of want it to stay this way. And I don't want to see the goofy uh, Scarlet Witch throwing red fireballs with weird effects and all that. Like I like this version of what they're doing and it, they're giving me enough of the superheroes that I'm good with. 
And we're getting the um, '80s so, next, and we're getting the '80s this upcoming. It's going to be. It's, it's going to oh, be. You so know what? Cool. There you go, man. Nice segue. Let's just go on to predictions. Uh, next week should be the '80s. So I want a prediction out of you. What what um, what '80s classic sitcom do you think they'll use as their template? Uh, we had we've had the probably the kind of the honeymooners or I love Lucy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the Bewitch for the sixties for sure. Seventies was very Brady bunch or at least family yeah. comedy. What do you think the eighties, what template do you think they use? Because the eighties was packed full of, uh, family or, you know, relationship sitcoms or whatever. Did full house start in the eighties? Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, Elizabeth, who Elizabeth <gasps> Olsen is related to, right? Oh my God, you just you just melted the internet. Oh my gosh, you're right. I couldn't remember if if that was eighties no, or nineties. No, no, it yeah. was eighties. No, it was it was um, about eighty six or seven. Probably. I'm gonna look this up while we're while we're talking about this. Yeah, I think you're right. I think no, it it's says a- oh, it's absolutely eighties. Eighty seven. So yeah, because my my nephew was born, and I remember watching. And her how sisters. Is, how is it not going to be Full House? How how can it not be? I, I was know. think I was thinking something more like, um, yeah, I guess maybe got, Happy Days or Cosby family, Show, Family Ties, Cosby Show, or, yeah. Oh, Family Ties is a good one. It could be Full House. That this I, I this is crazy. It's going to be so disappointing if it's not. How could it not be? They have to give a nod. They have perfect. to give a nod. So it's too for anybody who doesn't know, like uh you know younger viewers or just somebody who may not we're, what we're talking about is elizabeth olsen who plays wanda her sisters are mary kate and ashley olsen who were the twins that played one character one one character in full house and uh, that's that How was rude. the start of their yeah. <laughs> their fame wow great job so i think this is going to be a, a good episode because the 80s is just um a great action kind of action movie kind of time. So I think we're actually going to get some wait to action. see her hair. That's going to be my favorite part of the show. I don't what know what they're going to do. I'm with you. I don't know what they're going to do with they it. They got to have curly uh, bangs. Like it's got to be big. Oh, it's going to be, it's going to be big. And, it's going to be big and wavy. Um, there's going to be a mall. Yeah. You got to have a mall. I hope they lean into the eighties on this. I really do. Arcade games and roller rinks. And- oh my gosh. Yeah. But as far as like long-term predictions, like I think, you know, I think we know now that, you know, Wanda's not, you know, Wanda's in on it now. You know what I mean? She knows what's up. She's no longer like, she she knows that people know who she is and, mm-hmm. and vice versa. So I don't think it's going to be as much of a charade um, as the last three episodes have been. We might start leaning more into the, um, you know, the, the action, the story, storyline of it. So, but, but man, I don't even know. I don't know what they're going to do with it. Um, in, in all honesty, eighties would be a great time to start bringing some of the X-Men into it. Cause you, that's, I mean, just the eighties, you know, the X-Men, the Avengers and everything was just, they dominated comics in the eighties dominated. So. Yeah. So that'd be a great time. They, may, they might bring in the yellow and blue, you know, uniforms and everything. Oh, we got to you got to watch for uniforms. You, you got to watch. I'm looking forward to figuring out who the heck this government agency is. I'm it's it's got to be sword. They got. Oh yeah, be, I think they, it's definitely sword. They got to be monitoring them for some like grand thing. It's going to tie into space with because again, you know, Captain Marvel. You, Geraldine is going to be Monica yeah. Rambo in in the Captain Marvel series in the MCU. Oh, I think we're getting sword, full. Like, I think we're getting full Monica Rambo. I think we're getting the uniform and all this next. 
I think they're leaning into Monica Are the Kree going to be in here? Like, are the scroll or the Kree? Okay, like, so you brought it up. So yeah, we're not going to we're not going to take a. We, the show's went a little long. We're not going to yeah. take a long time to talk about it. This could be a. This could be a Kree scroll war invasion t- uh, type of thing. And absolutely, we, uh, some people think that these characters are all are all uh, scroll. That they're all imposters, <laughs> and that we're completely wrong about everything. That they're simply just imposters. Uh, that's that's a theory running around right now. Um, I would not doubt it. I don't know if, um, and this would be the time they showed up. And I uh, know Captain Marvel was the '90s, so we would probably be one episode away from them, you know, acknowledging that they're here and all that. So yeah, and then now in the '80s we can start getting into some of the characters that we know because they're old enough to be in the show. Like, you know, we, uh, Nick Fury's young, Tony um, Stark, young Tony Starks. Like we could, we can start getting into this to where we know some of these characters that have been in these movies and stuff, you know, we're not, uh, we're not guessing anymore. So, oh man, I, I don't know. There's, well, I think it's so wasn't cool. the, wasn't the 80, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm going to get okay. sidetracked. Wasn't that when, um, that was when Captain Marvel started, or was that in the nineties? Yeah. When so okay. Which, which which Captain Marvel? Yeah, the eighties was Captain Marvel. The MCU, the MCU's Captain Marvel show movie. No, that it was nineties. That was ninety five. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it was ninety five. Yeah, so I said we're we're a decade away okay, removed cool. from that. Yep, yep. Yeah, but Just um, to make sure. But we we you know we've also seen some of the like I try to avoid it, but some of the trailers and stuff. I haven't really like, seen much of any of them. I'm so glad well, I don't have like okay good. Cable don't, TV. Well, don't go look, but it looks like we're gonna see some actual like like uh, '80s looking u- outfits. Okay, <laughs> so it's, which is gonna be awesome. Like because okay. '80s comic books were beautiful, and um, I hope they kind of lean into it. So it's crazy. So um. All right, so we want to say thank you to everyone, everyone that's watching, everyone that's listening. You guys are great. Um, yeah, I hope you appreciate all the hard work that Steven puts into this. It's 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 amazing. I want to thank Rob for you know helping out tonight. Uh, he had some shout you know, out really, to Rob. Really, yeah, shout out to Rob. It's really good input. So um, you know, if you're listening to the audio version, uh, you know th- we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. If you're watching, we're going to take a slight break and we're going to come back with a bonus episode of our recommended reads for the week. But those will also also be put out on the audio at the same time. So you're not missing any content or anything like that. So um, we want to thank everybody who who, uh, watches, listens to this show. It's really going good. We're getting some great feedback. Uh, Once again, go check out Steven's show, uh, Breaking the Game. Uh, We're Mm -hmm. also sports podcasters. It may not sound like (laughs) it, (laughs) but we're also really awesome sports podcasters. And uh, we enjoy it, but this is a nice uh, break. Um, Steven, uh, tell tell them where they can find you. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Well, and again, just uh, thank you so much for doing this with me, man. I I love every time that we get to do this together. Yeah, that's the best. It's too much fun. But um, you, you can follow me on Twitter at StevenBTG. Jeff was kind enough to let you know that's the name of my basketball channel that I or show that I co-host, uh, Breaking the Game, uh, with my buddy Austin Carr. We actually show up on a, an app called Dash Radio. If you're interested in basketball, go download the Dash Radio app. You can search the Nothing, so N-O-T-H-I-N, Buttonet channel. And uh, you know every Monday and Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, we're on there. Um, and we and every, a lot of the guys have a lot of good written work on offtheballnetwork.com, which is the the network that Jeff and I also work at. So, 
Oh yeah, absolutely. I encourage everybody to go check out everything we do. So if you're if you're watching live, we're gonna take a short break here, and uh, we'll be right back with our our comic book recommendations of the week. I want to thank everybody for listening, and um, you know, be kind. And uh, we will see you next week with episode four. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be a good episode. Much love, everybody.